Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. I can't sing, but happy birthday. I got the mic up to you. <laughs> happy birthday, little JB. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy Ooh, birthday. It's my birthday. I've been holding on to that. I didn't want to say happy birthday because I knew that I wanted to embarrass you, embarrass myself at the front of the episode, which I feel like I accomplished. But um, mm-hmm. y'all today watch is this, Watch this. Watch this. Wait, it went away. What? I deleted it by mistake. What did you no. do? I was going to do the drum rolls. Like, but then I hit X instead of the thing. So we'll just say. We are not. I'm not. <laughs> yes, you guys. Yes, I feel a blurred. It is my birthday. JB's birthday. My 36th birthday. That boy, 36, yeah. y'all? Uh huh. Thirty six. A whole thirty six. A whole thirty six. A whole thirty six. Five shots down today. I'm scared. There'll be more to come. I mean, they even was like, "Hey, maybe you need to hit a um Dovecat and be like, "Mm, maybe you should push out this recording a little bit." I was like, "Uh oh, look." Then I knew because I saw that he had posted some stuff about shots. I said, "Oh lord." I said, and then it was like (laughs) after four, and I was like, "Oh lord, haven't heard from him." But then, like right before I was getting ready to text you, my husband was like, "Well, I'm about to get something to eat." I was like, "Well, get me some Supremes, because then that way I can go ahead and eat and get that out the way." Some Supremes. Oh, some. Oh man, I miss Bojangles. First of all, so much. It's Bojangles. That's (laughs) number one. Okay, guys, we're in. I am in North Carolina. In Bojangles. Is a statement. <clears throat> Honestly, I've never heard people um, who speak Spanish call it bohangles. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, no You're one ridiculous. would because that would that wouldn't even be how it was going to be pronounced if it was going to be in Spanish. But yeah, um, yeah, Bojangles is a chicken spot, and it's better than Popeyes. I hate it, y'all. I hate to tell y'all that, but it is, and I just <clears throat> oh, they got the best honey mustard sauce. Well, they do. By the way. Oh, that honey mustard sauce is from, that was actually hand-delivered from heaven. And let me tell you um, something. I get And they're pissed. like, you're welcome every time you have some. I'm pissed because every time I ask for it, they always forget it. And then I get home and I don't have my honey mustard Ooh. sauce. So you know what I've started doing? I have started asking, even if there's something in the box, I always ask for more at the window because you're not going to catch me slipping. Because they like to put it in the box. So you don't want to have to open up the bag and go inside exactly. the box to check on it. I got to keep They it know high. what they're doing. So I'd be like, can I have some oh. more? Um, can I have some honey mustard, please? They'd be like, it's in the box. I said, and I want some more. Okay. Give me. And then I get me a um a bowberry biscuit with extra icing. Oh. Extra icing. Oh man. Talk about something that will change your life. Oh man. I'll, oh my god. I'll say that if you are not going to a Bojangles that's in North Carolina, you are um not getting the real experience to me. Are they weird? Because I've been I, I have been to Bojangles in other states, like in um, Georgia, and it's not the same. And I can understand why some people were like, mm, it's just okay. No. It's, some, it's something about getting it from North Carolina and getting it fresh. Fresh. That will put not, fries with the seasoning on. I'm not talking about in an airport hangar. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about it. Mm-mm. I'm talking about at an actual Bojangles in North Carolina specifically. I've had it in D.C. Not that great. Not that great. I'm like, y'all missing out. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because y'all in D.C. or what, but it's just not the same. And also, if we're talking about North Carolina staples, I keep hearing that cookout is better than In-N-Out. Is that true? Okay, so I personally do not like cookout. Okay, so let me go ahead and let me paint the picture for cookout. Cookout is probably one of the most bare bones restaurants you will ever go to. 
like bare bones. Like it's one of those things where it's like the menu was very short. It's very there's not much on the menu at all. Like it's a very I'm I'm looking at the menu now. But you know what they really gonna get you. What they really have? I honestly, their <laughs> listings of milkshakes is probably longer than what they offer at the restaurant as far as food. Food is concerned. But go ahead. In and out. In and out. No, 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 um, cookout. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cookout's menu for milkshakes is, I would say, almost like. 15 times the amount that's on the actual in and out, yes. in and out menu. Oh, because wow. the in and out menu, for those of you who've never been there, I'm yeah. going to name you the options and you're going to be sitting like, oh, that's it. A double burger. Uh huh. A regular cheeseburger. Uh huh. A hamburger. Uh huh. Those are the main, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. And then you get to choose fries. They got these secret fries. They like some fries where they throw like all this sauce and mess up there. I had them. And, mm. They have three kinds of milkshakes. That's it. Strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. That's it. And this is on their not-so-secret menu. You can get double meat, meat. You can get a triple burger. You can get a quadruple burger. Some grilled cheese. The the fries is like this animal-style thing. It's just, I don't know. It's just not, it's not that worth the hype. And then the lines here in Dallas and the lines in uh, LA, because I've been to both. So, like, I can compare the two. And it's really just in and out. In and out ain't even as good as Andy's. Oh, excuse me, Highway Fifty Five. Yeah, like Andy's can shit on In and Out. Yeah, I I don't acknowledge this new name um, <laughs> because I mean I if I remember what I used to get, I would get like the blue plate special with the chicken fill, Chico Philly because mm-hmm. that's why we. We pronounce it that way, even though it's really a chicken Philly. Um, although their burgers with the chili and the slaw on them. Oh, wow, okay, like slaw. okay, so we. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Uh, you, so what you, we're gonna? Were you there that day when everybody left and um Andy's to go back to school because we were running out of time and we and we stole our food because we couldn't get up there to pay because there were so many people. Yes, I remember that day. Oh my god, I remember that day. We were criminals. We still talk about that to this day. Oh, gosh. Because uh, <laughs> she was just like, y'all remember that time we went to Andy's and stole the food? I said, oh, my God. We time. It was like, okay, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so true. We had to leave. And it was either be in trouble at school or steal. And we rather steal. <laughs> <laughs> We'd rather risk prison or getting locked up than Ooh. to actually just, oh, man. Oh, I wonder if they so even noticed. Still. I felt guilty for the rest of the day. I feel guilty mm-hmm. for the rest of my life because I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is clearly almost 20 years later and you're still like, oh my God, we stole food from Andy's. <laughs> I wonder. Because it's like, you know what? A, a real thief would probably wouldn't think nothing else. They probably would have forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Not us. Mm-hmm. We don't have the heart. Still remember it. We don't have the heart. Oh. Oh man, I feel like that's a whole separate conversation. We need to get all our friends together and talk about experiences that we had at Pizza Villa or Pizza Inn, Pizza Inn, Pizza Inn with lunch. and then this um, stuff at um, Andy's or Captain Corners. Oh, being racially profiled and still eating there. Yeah, eating the we eating the hot dog as we're being racially profiled. Racially profiled and in their face <laughs> eating them hot dogs as they're watching us. <laughs> to make sure we don't steal nothing from the store, and we in there eating it hot was, dogs. Problematic. It was worth it. 
Was it worth it? I don't know. But those are some good ass hot dogs. Hell yeah. I heard they not as, <laughs> I've had them recently. They taste the same to me. People talk about they're not as good. I'm just like, are they not as good or something wrong with y'all? But they know. taste the same to me. I don't know. I'm yeah, real basic. I, I feel like that a lot of times when I hear people saying, oh, it don't taste the same anymore. Just like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had it before. It got really popular. I had it while it was popular. And I had it after the fact. It's the same damn chicken sandwich. <laughs> and that, nothing about that chicken sandwich tastes any different. People, I just feel like since there was no longer a hype around it, they're now realizing it's just a basic ass chicken sandwich. Yeah, I mean, it is. I never had it. I've never had it. I probably won't because the hype around it was just too much, and I'll probably be let down. Like y'all, we're risking lives. It's, it's a good biking. chicken sandwich, but it's it's not worth the hype that happened. It's not. It's just one of those things that happened to be caught up in the craze of social media, and people got into it. It's kind of like the patty pie. When the patty pie got really popular. Still not that great. I'm like, okay, first of all, the patty pie will never taste like somebody's homemade pie. And if it does, your grandmother does not know how to cook. Can't cook. I'm going straight to your grandmother. I'm going to the source. And she was the one who was making them pies. And y'all sitting here putting it on the same level as a store. Ain't no way. You don't get your ass up out of my face with that lie. <laughs> no way. I don't know. I'm I'm and I'm and I hate to say this. Like I was told my husband this other day, and food doesn't have anything to do with blurred stuff, but we'll get there in a second. But I was telling him, I was just like, it's hard for me to eat like soul food and get it from like a restaurant that's not my mama house mm-hmm. or my grandma. Like, I'm like, I mean, the comparison is just like, it's just not the same. Mm-mm. And y'all I be mean, because there's a certain, dif- there's a different type of care for food like that. When you're going to a soul food restaurant, it could be good, but you're also thinking about someone who is making food for so many people. Yeah. Rest- the recipes being altered just to accommodate the number of people is not going to always translate. Like, but if you in the house and you you got this small pan of macaroni and cheese, that small pack, pan of macaroni and cheese is gonna always taste better than the one that you get from somewhere always. Always. else. Always, always. Uh, what it is? I want some collards right now. Oh man! Oh, I will tell you. There's a the, the restaurant here where the the man cussed out the people that went viral. He was like telling them to get off his his couch and stuff. It went viral. He went uh-huh. like these people were dancing, twerking to back that ass up and stuff, oh, and they yeah. were dancing up on his couch. Yeah, he had some good ass collard greens. Damn um, it! I'm just gonna throw that out. There. Is he still open? Like, it was like mm-hmm. driving. We went there well after the fact, and I felt like weird when I first went in there. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm supporting this man who cussed out these people. Then I had his food, and I said, hmm, maybe they deserved it. Maybe. <laughs> Cause the, yeah, that food face. was good. As, that food was good as hell. That was some good. Damn, food. the girl came. He to knows me it too. Like, I know. She said, "I know it's taking a while for your food to come out, but she was like, I promise it's gonna be worth it.' It took forever to get my food. When I did get Why, that though? food, I feel like they were like, "Okay, well, you would like fish and grits, all right? Someone go catch the fish, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and catch it and get it. Okay, and bring and it back take it. because it feels like it's living. You know how they be like." Things are made to order, but there's still a certain level of prep that's done beforehand. Yes. Mm-hmm. It literally feels like the prep starts the moment they get it in there. Because, like, that food was, it was so good. Like, uh, they got the um, the lamb chops. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. If I don't get lamb chops that taste like that every time I have them, I don't want them. Because they were so, so you good. Know what? Yeah, if if you ever make it to Dallas, you ever make it to Dallas, I will get us some reservation and I will take I'm, us I'm there. Coming, because we're coming. gonna be we here coming. a little bit longer anyway. So, 
Yeah. Me and Ty coming. I can't speak for nobody else, but at some point, I guess whenever Taisha is not shackled um, to the confines of her house because of academia, mm-hmm. um, we'll get there. Yeah, y'all, y'all make it up here. I will definitely get us reservations there, and we can go there because it is really good. We're going. We just can't we go there hungry. If you go there hungry, we're going to hate everybody. <laughs> but if we go there slightly hungry, by the time we get our food, snack. it's going to be, we'll be hungry. Just need a little snacky so, snack and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. All right, Blurts. Food talk. Food talk. Officially over. Mm-hmm. Food talk. Food talk. All right, so now that we got that out it's of the not way. A thing. Not a thing. I mean, that's that's what the um, Urban Laughter like to do. She swears she want to sing us into that category all the time, but I don't like it. So we are here. Last week, I made the commitment of beginning the Star Wars trilogy. So we will be discussing that, and (laughs) there's been more, more stuff that has come out for the Eternals. We've seen some new trailers. Mm -hmm. We've seen first impressions for the movie start dropping. We've had announcements of the guy that looks like the kid from Toy Story being cast as Adam Warlock in the next movies. So it's just a lot of things that have happened in the last week. Dev Caddis got her hands on her face. Like I said, something that might have been out of the way, but um, he does I, not look like that boy from. Um, and I know exactly who y'all talking about. And y'all because he does. He does not. Okay, so I'm gonna look him up to see if that was he was actually the voice of that kid because he was the voice of that kid. That's gonna make this even worse. No, he was not. Did you okay, know he so was he British? Wasn't. He is. Yeah, he is. He's from. I England. had no idea. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> Oh wow, he has dyslexia. Mm. He has dyslexia, dyslexia and uh, developmental coordination disorder. What the hell is that? Ooh, I don't know, but I wonder if that's going to impact his ability to be in this role. It says it is characterized by impaired planning of physical movements and coordination as a result of brain messages not being accurately transmitted to the body. Deficits in skilled motor movements per a child's chronological age interfere with activities of daily living. It says a diagnosis of DCD is then reached only in the absence of other neurological impairments such as cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, and Parkinson's disease. Well. Hmm. They say there's something that it usually shows its um, head in school age children and it actually continues to progress through childhood. So it's really like a lifelong condition. But I'm sure that over the years, he's probably had a lot of therapy, therapy. and stuff like mm-hmm. that that would help him cope with those things. Because, I mean, he was in the Maze Runner and that was kind of that was he was required to be active in that. I, I think, think he was in all of them. There's or, probably yeah, some type of pill of he can take too. Yeah. But we'll, I guess we'll get I mean, to he was just cast. Yeah, so let's go. Let's talk about it. Okay, Ooh. so what's up first? What's on the docket? Next case. All right, so so let's talk about... Oh, well, since we're already in it, we were talking about Will Poulter. I guess mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce his name. name. Yeah, William I just said a man with eyebrows. I am trash. This is... They modeled that thing after him in Toy Story. That kid looks... <laughs> there's no way that they just casually like, this is what we want this kid to look like. This child, the whole look was inspired by this man's face. <laughs> there's absolutely no way that they can't be accurate. There's no way. I'm uh, looking at him. I don't like the this shade. This is that child. I don't like it. Hmm. Do not like it. But anyway, 
we got word this week that he would be cast as um, Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Which we have been talking and about. We, we yeah, we literally talked about him because we hadn't seen him since we seen anything about him since Guardians of the Galaxy two. Like I think he was at the very end of it. We were like, oh, you didn't even you see like, him. Well, you just saw like, the thing. Well, you, yeah, so you were like, oh, well, Marvel wouldn't do that unless they were going to plan to do him, bring him in. And I was like, well, let's see. And here we are. There is nothing. There is. There are no coincidences in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If they've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige has some plans for it, and it may not be within the next couple of years, but if it's mentioned and if it's shown, it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. So if they... Well, so it, oh, go ahead. No, no I was going to say, if they mentioned it, I didn't realize there was a delay. If they've mentioned Adam Warlock, he will be making an appearance later on, and he mm-hmm. is making an appearance <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. 3, and, um, which should be interesting, because I really I don't know much about him. Apparently, they called him um, Space Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I really know about him. And he's not a villain. Nope. And um, yeah, he's definitely a hero because he's in one of the comics that. Okay, well, it, it wouldn't factor in, but in the comic where um, I watched where Gamora was actually trying to get all of the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. he was actually a part of that. Um, he was also in the one I think in the House of M series, I believe, mm-hmm. which is the one where you know. Um, Wanda had basically changed up everybody's lives so that she can have this world for herself. But the internet broke slightly with Will Poulter being cast as Adam Warlock, not because they were like, oh my God, he's an amazing choice. Most people were just shocked at the fact that this man who people have called ugly for all of his childhood has grown up to be a handsome man. (laughs) Where they call, it's just his eyebrows are so expressive. But even, like, I don't know, it takes a lot for me to call somebody ugly. And even then, I don't like to call people ugly. I'll say you're funny looking Mm -hmm. before I call you ugly. And I don't know, it just makes me feel better about that because, you know, beauty and looks, attractiveness is all subjective. Um, or is it objective? Subjective. Subjective? Yeah. Subjective, subjective right? I so, I mean, he, I didn't think he was unattractive when that movie he was in with the, because um, I haven't seen Maze Runner. I don't think he was unattractive in that movie with um, with Jennifer Anderson where he's rapping. Um, I just thought he was like a kid with expressive eyebrows with no hair. And now that I've seen him like as an adult and he's grown, apparently he's tall, which I didn't know. Um, and he is not yeah, unattractive. And, oh, also, can I just say, while I'm on this, there was a content creator and I can't think of his name. I should probably commit it to memory when he comes back across my For You page because he's kind of, sometimes he's, he's spot on, but this time I thought he was kind of like out there and he definitely is a Gen Zer. But he was basically mm-hmm. saying that everybody's talking about how they can't wait to see him get all jacked up for this performance in this movie. And basically, he was like, I kind of hope that they don't require that because it's not realistic. And I was just like, this is a fucking comic book. You are a it's fucking fair. superhero. If you don't get up out of my face with this, I hope I like, they don't this. want the girl. I was like, what? I was like, first of all, I was just like, this, the whole, the, the, comic books are fantastical right they are fantasy mm-hmm. they are not real so i'm not if my superhero is supposed to be buff and supposed to be big i'm expecting my superhero when he's played on screen to be buff and big that's what my expectation is so if adam warlock is supposed to be the perfect specimen at peak condition physical condition then i'm expecting him to look like that i don't want a muscle mm-hmm. suit i want him to look like that at least close to it um or yep. he may not be able to get as big as thor right 
And that's fine. That's that's, that's fine. perfectly fine. But if he's at peak physical condition at whatever, however big he gets and he's cut to fine, I mean, that's what people want to see. And I'm just like, for you to say that you're hoping that he doesn't get all big. I'm like, what, what is this? This is, they're not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not real. Like, I'm just like, so, okay. But, um, I don't know. I don't have any, any issues with him playing that role. I don't see anything wrong with him. Um, I want him to put his eyebrows down, but he may not be able to control that. And um, that's all I got from Adam Warlock. What about you? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that. Okay, first, I want to throw out there that Ryan Reynolds' birthday is today too. Our, our Deadpool. I just want to throw out there his birthday is today. We are officially nine years apart. But um, talk about somebody being non-problematic. Okay, <laughs> he just stays in. He just be out here minding his business and being hilarious the whole time. Like I love this whole the banter between he and Blake Lively. They are hilarious together. The way they shade each other on social media just brings me such joy. But as far as Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, when I saw the name, had no clue who that was. Mm-hmm. They had to put the picture there. But when yep. I saw the picture, and when I did see it, I saw the picture of him, and I saw the picture of. Adam Warlock, and to me, it's just another example of Marvel getting casting right. Right. That he looks like the person, and if he didn't physically already meet the specifications that we would expect of Adam Warlock, it's something that's attainable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm all the way here for it. I, I just think that, plus, like, who are we at this point in the game to sit back and question any casting that Marvel does? They have literally gotten it right from the beginning with Robert Downey Jr. We have, because like, we're not going to uh, factor in those other hopes, those things never happen. But <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., from the moment he was cast all the way up, we've literally gotten perfect casting all the way up. All the way. way. Like, literally, the fact that people have so many opinions about stuff, it's like, okay, just sit your ass down. Because at this point, they have told you, I know what I'm doing. Mind your business and watch this play out. You're going to love this character. Like, we love Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, but people hate Chris Pratt. There you go. That shows you how good their casting is. We are able to overlook the fact that he is such an ancient that we still love him in the role. We hate him. We hate Star-Lord. He's an asshole. We actually hate Mm Star-Lord because of what he's done in the movies and not because of Chris Pratt. It's just showing you they know what they're doing. Stop questioning. Let them do what they do. I think out of any of the studios that are producing shows, movies, what have you, I really think that we can trust Marvel mm-hmm. under, under, let me be specific, under Kevin Feige. I think. Yes, because I'm scared of what might happen if he decides exactly. he's going to finally leave it. I think, mm. I don't know, for some reason, I feel like he has been so successful at it that I think that we'll probably see him for a long, long time. And I tell you what, if if Warner Brothers was smart, they try to get him. But I don't know. I don't know. I think Kevin Feige is probably going to be there for the long run because he has pr- basically built up their whole movie division from the ground up and um, mm. and really kind of made it into what we have today. And I just can't see him leaving right now. So, but I think his track record, I feel like we can trust him mm-hmm. sight unseen. If this is the person that he wanted to cast for this role, then there was a reason that he saw something. So I trust mm-hmm. him. 100%. That's like the thing that's really terrible about social media now. 
because people see these things and they can make these opinions take on a life of their own and then start influencing what other people think. I mean, unfortunately, that's what's happened to DC. DC movies are panned before even coming out because people are on social media already voicing their displeasure or discontent with something. Right. And it doesn't take long for that to take. It's almost like I'm about to get real sporty on you. Okay. But it's kind of like there's um, Dwight Howard. Okay. Dwight Howard, basketball player. I'm with you. I know who he is. He's, he's, he's known for being a hothead. He's known for being problematic on the court. Even if he doesn't do something on the court and it's near someone, and they they act like something happened, they're going to probably still call a foul on him just because his track record says that if it was going to happen, it would probably be him. That's kind of how I feel like what's happened with DC. They're like, we've had so much happen over time. And granted, a lot of this is justified. They Mm -hmm. have burned us many times before, but it doesn't mean that they're not capable. They are capable of change. They're capable of doing something better. Honestly, if I'm going to throw this out there, I really do think that the Batman is probably going to turn out to be a good movie. Hmm, we'll like, see. I know this is very premature of me to say this, yes, but I'm surprised. I was, n- I was not bothered by what I saw. Neither. I was actually like, whoa, this actually looks like they sat back and said, yo, if we're going to do this Batman movie, let's finally try to do something right for a change. The problem with this whole movie is not even going to be the Batman. It's the fact that they are now creating a new Batman movie in the middle of them having attempted to do all these other things. And we don't know how that's going to fit in. It's probably not. The other crap they've released. It's probably not. And that's the problem. It's like, oh, if they just sit down and be like, you know what? We are making this and we have a big, bigger picture in mind. If they stopped and did that, we would get something. But that was the problem that happened with Justice League. We had Batman. We had the Superman movie. We had Batman versus Superman. And then we literally went straight into Justice League. We had no real buildup of any other characters. And then we finally did get a Wonder Woman movie, which the first one was actually pretty good. But they didn't Mm -hmm. even bother to try to build off of that momentum. They didn't try to build off of something and connect it to something else. It was like, okay, we got a good movie, but we have this other thing going on over here. Let's just do this. And then we'll figure out later how we're going to make these movies talk together. Whereas in with Marvel, they literally had a vision. They started it with Robert Downey Jr. But even with the end credits, we saw that there was a bigger picture in mind from the beginning. They were like, you know, we're going to make this movie. We don't know how big this movie is going to go. We don't know if it's going to be well received. But if it happens to be well received, we've already started to plant the seeds for something bigger. And that's been the problem that it feels like it's been with DC all this time. And that's also, it's just so much that it could have been happening. They don't, honestly, I think what they're trying to do is that they're not trying to be like Marvel in that way that everything is interconnected. And that would be fine if the movies on their own were good. Right. So I was like, I was Mm -hmm. like, what happened to the Batmans uh, in the 90s that, okay, of course, we don't have, um, we don't have um all the technology and all the other good stuff, and no, those movies weren't connected. They were still good. They were on their mm-hmm. own to me. I don't know. They were they yeah. were still good. Like I don't know. Michael Keating is my Batman. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. To me, he was my he's one of my favorites. He was my favorite. He, and, um, Christian Bale was actually a good Batman too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Michael Keaton was the best one to me. And he had two, and I don't know what happened on the third one. And I know that he's coming back in. I think he's coming back in the Flash as Bruce Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's coming back as one of the Batman in the Flashpoint. Thing. Right. So I'm just like I. And see that—that's the thing. Like I don't know, none of those movies were connected, but they were all good on their own. And if you don't mm-hmm. want to follow the Marvel recipe, that's totally fine. Even though comic you books don't—all don't, the comic books are interconnected. No matter who is doing them, all of Marvels are interconnected. All of DCs are interconnected. I was like, so mm-hmm. even if you didn't want to follow that recipe that Marvel is doing, it's working. But if you mm-hmm. if you're going to go this path of having these individual movies, then they all have to be good, and they're not. Yeah, that's the problem. They're like they're making these movies, even if they don't connect, make good movies. And they're <laughs> the goal. If the if the, at the end of the day, your goal should be this is going to be a quality film, mm-hmm. and it ain't. Not just now. Don't keep making movies with the expectation like, oh well, people are going to love it just because of these characters, and we can put it together. And it almost, and sometimes it almost feels like they are trying to create individual films, and then make last minute decisions to connect them to something else. And it feels that's the problem. There's a there's a feeling of things being disjointed, where it's like, okay, I get that we know that like. Superman, Superman, Man of Steel came out. Trash. There was no inkling at any point in time that Batman was associated with this. But then they released a new movie, Batman versus Superman, and just threw Batman in the middle of the city. Right. When all this was going on, and he's like, you know what? This is we need to find a way to beat people like this because oh my gosh, we have heard no inkling of there being a Batman out here in the first place. But you just did this. It's like, no, if the goal and it's not it doesn't have to be this way, because honestly, they slight they introduced Wonder Woman in that and under Wonder Woman's introduction in that film was actually good. Mm -hmm. But it was it was kind of like reminiscent of how they did with Black Panthers. Like we gave you a taste, but that taste you got made you want to crave more. But you can't be doing a taste of these multiple pieces. But have one of them actually be very important to the whole story. And that's what it was. They gave us a taste of Bruce Wayne, but he was a part of the main story. Whereas, and you got like Black Panther, you got Wonder Woman, you got um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They gave you taste, but they weren't so integral right, to, the, to the whole main story. It was like, okay, this stuff happened that's impacting them. Mm-hmm. They're in here, but we can actually still continue a story from that. And then, like, it was just... and I didn't even like when I, I was telling you this before. And if I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like previously, I was when I rewatched some of these movies with with Caleb, and I'm picking up on stuff that I didn't really pick up on before because I was little and watching them for the value of entertainment and not really necessarily to be entertained and to kind of see how stories and stuff connect. And and mm-hmm. I, when I was watching um whatever that one with Val Kilmer was, and they mentioned Metropolis, and I was just like, my antennas went like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like oh oh okay because that definitely I'm pretty sure they were probably setting up a spider I mean a Superman back then mm-hmm. because at that point there was no Superman well, well there was Superman in other movies but for that particular time frame with what they were doing with Batman he wasn't 
nothing. He was the only superhero that we had from DC at that time that was doing whatever. So the mention mm-hmm. of Metropolis is kind of just like, oh, well, Spider-Man, I mean, Superman does exist in this in this world. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I be rooting for DC all the time. And I'm going, yep. I'm going to see this new Batman solely off the strength that I, I don't dislike Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and outside of his whole, like, Twilight stuff, which people, a lot of people remember him from, he's has done, he has done stuff outside of that, and he's actually pretty good. He can act. Yeah. So, it was um, in, um, what's the, the movie that just came out not too long ago with the weird, um, like, stuff kind of moving backwards, oh, but still for Tenet? He was yeah, good he was in Tenet. He was real good in Tenet. <laughs> And let me tell you something. Have you seen Tenet? I still don't understand Tenet. That but shit it don't make no damn sense it. to me. I don't, don't, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was following it, but then I'm just like, nah, nah. I, I, I watched it all for the sole fact that the main character was a black man. And so, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And not just that he was a black man, but he was the black man that was in, um, what, he was in something else that I just remember. I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm let me tell you you. about John David. Outside of him being fine, other than that, he can act. And mm-hmm. just off of pure biology, every time I see him, I always think of his daddy because he has he kind of sounds like him. They have the same mannerisms and stuff, and that's not really his fault. But outside of that, he can act. I loved him and Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> Chef's kiss. But that's not really important. Oh, that was the movie I remember seeing because I actually saw that before I saw Tenet. What movie? Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that before I saw Tenet, and good gosh, talking about a stressful-ass film. My anxiety was up the whole time, and I was just like, I don't know how y'all would be in a relationship for real, for real. I couldn't. I'm like, I'm like y'all need therapy. For real? Like, yeah, that thing was, to- that, that was, Toxic. the level of toxicity in that film was just, oh, it was, it was a bit much. It was like, it was stressing me out watching that. So if y'all have not watched Malcolm and Marie, and you might be slightly triggered by, you know, toxic relationships. Avoid that. Please. Because I was yes. watching it and I was like, I need to take a break because y'all are stressing me the hell out. Because I'm just like, are y'all going to fight or not? Because that's what I felt like it was getting to. Like, I thought it was about to square up and fight for real. I know I would have. Mm-hmm. I've been swinging on them for real, but. I mean, I was stuck on the fact that they were eating the, um, that box mac and cheese and not even just like regular craft mac and cheese. That was like the mac and cheese that the little dinosaurs on the box for, like that skinny looking mess. Oh, I was hot about that. I was like, he just eating it like it was mac. like, that's your dinner? That's your dinner? That mac? But Easy mac. Yeah. Okay. We spiraled all the way out of area. So we're Will Poulter and as Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. So let me look up Adam Warlock a little bit cuz I've read up on his powers before and he seems he almost seems like slightly OP. Um but I'm not 100%. So his powers. It says in all of his incarnations his character possesses superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, agility and the ability to manipulate cosmic energy for energy projection, flight, recuperation and immortality. So with all of that, why wouldn't he be buff? Like I hate people, right? And this makes sense also too, because at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy, he was she was talking about how she created this perfect, perfect. being, a perfect sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything about this screams that it says that his par- uh, power increased with each resurrection as well. So when he technically dies, he comes back and he's stronger. Oh wow! And then it says the so he's 
Oh, the sojim is also a part of this. What is that? Okay, so it's that in compensation. Uh, okay, let me go. For a time, Warlock sacrificed the majority of his powers by prematurely emerging from his cocoon in order to defend the High Evolutionary. In compensation, the High Evolutionary gave him the Soul Gem. It says the Soul Gem possesses a consciousness of its own and demonstrates a vampiric hunger for the life energies of organic beings. It ca- contains an idyllic pocket universe that hosts all this. Oh, so the Soul Stone. Okay, so he. Oh. Wait, so how does how does he connect to the Soul Stone? I don't know, but didn't he have something to do with beating Thanos in the comic book? Yeah, Which is why see. I'm wondering why he wasn't in Infinity War or at least something. Yeah, he was given the Soul Stone in the comics by the High Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. And how does that factor in in everything? Like, how does he use that? I guess we'll learn more about that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. Or if they will even include that in that story. Because the so the technically the stones would be gone. That part of his story, his history would be wouldn't be applicable anymore. Right. So Which it doesn't seem like that's like a, a character defining thing, but it is a part of his history. Right. Like I think that he had all of that his powers prior to getting the soul stone. Yes. So so basically they entered so of course they probably not gonna follow that storyline, of course, the um because he was being created in the guardians mm-hmm. so now see i'm just confused so now they've created a new lane for him <laughs> so yeah it looks like and um his story as far as like immortality it says he can be killed although he can't truly die mm. because death can't claim his soul for some reason mm, creepy much so as far as recuperation, it basically says like he will create a cocoon for self-preservation and regenerate. I guess that's technically what we were supposed to have been seeing in the, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe that was him emerging from this cocoon. Now I need to watch to see what she says, because it sounded like she had created him in that moment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there's a clip. Here's the clip. I'm going to tell you what she says because it's a part of the final credit well the post-credit scene mm-hmm. and let's see the council was waiting yeah she basically said that she created him she says when they see what i have created here their wrath will dissipate so apparently the council was upset with her mm-hmm and then she said it was uh, the person she's talking to asked if it was a new birthing pod. And she said that my child is the next step in our evolution, more powerful, more beautiful, more capable of destroying the guardians of the galaxy. So she was creating a weapon mm-hmm. to go against them, but he's not a villain. So but she, she? And all she said was um, she created him. And she said, I will call him Adam. We put those pieces together to be like, oh, this is Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. So that maybe he's going to be partially a villain, like maybe initially a villain and then turn into someone good because if if his actions are going to be motivated by her, mm. you know, it could start off with him being a villain and then slowly morphing into something else. 
I don't know. But I think it's a good casting. Like it is. everybody I got so much to say, but I think there's gonna be a good casting and like we said already, Marvel has done amazing with casting so far. Yeah, they have. They haven't gotten it wrong. Or so, is it that we're just so used to seeing these characters <laughs> that we can't really see anybody else doing Yeah, it? that's true, too. That's why I'm just like, I'm kind of weird about them doing a whole new Black Panther without Chad because I don't I don't know if it's because of my love for Chad with it. I'm just like, I can't see it being nobody else. Um, but I'm sure that it's just a matter of us seeing somebody else in this role and just gonna be and giving him a chance and falling in love with him for me to change my mind. But for right now, I can't see it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Thor, I don't know. Chris Hemsworth was on the money. Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. on the money. Chris Evans, like literally, I can't imagine another because uh, he literally has the all-American look. Mm-hmm. Like from a personal standpoint, he's definitely not that all-American guy. He's actually everything that we love about people that ain't that. Right. But, <laughs> but like he was perfect for that role. Gamora. I can't see literally. Else. Like if you if you look in the comic book and look at what Gamora looks like, Gamora looks like Zoe Zaldana. Like, come on now, like literally, Black Panther, T'Challa, perfection, perfection, Mwah. perfection, perfection. Like the only person I've ever questioned was Brie Larson. <sighs> the only person, and even then, it's like okay. I watched Captain Marvel again. Not a terrible film. Just got to get used to her acting style. I don't. See, and that was the thing. I guess because, like, how she played um, Captain Marvel in her movie as opposed to... Because we see her first. Don't we see her first in um, in Endgame? Who? Captain Marvel? Yeah, at the end. Not Endgame. Sorry. Infinity War. And she's in the end credit scene. Is that when we get our first introduction? Well, technically, we don't see her. We only see that uh, Nick Fury um, sent the message to her using the beeper. Right. So when you do don't they do a second end scene? And then you see her show up at Avengers headquarters? Um, Because she's like, where's Fury? And then it goes dead. Well, not dead. Yeah, that that is. I think it was, maybe it was two parts. It had to have been two parts. I do remember that scene where she's just kind of, st- they were looking around like they were, t- they, they had his pager. Mm-hmm. That was a different movie. That had to have been a different movie. I think it was a post credit scene, but I think it was a different movie that, that her post credit scene was attached to. Oh, I don't know. It showed her. Um, was it, was it uh, Ant-Man? Mm-mm. Hold on. Let me see. Post credit. I think it was in I mean Infinity War. I could be wrong. But I don't know. The way she was played, she looked all, you know, angry and serious in whatever that end credit was. And in her actual movie, she wasn't like that at all. She was very kind of lighthearted. And um so I don't know. I hate her with short hair though. Let me see. Or that short hair wig they had her in. I hate it. Shirt. Actually, no. I think that post credit scene was actually at the end of her own movie. <laughs> was it? I think that because there's two. The one at the end of Endgame was the one where uh, Nick Fury's outside. He's watching everybody fade away, and he paid. He did the two way okay. thing, and it hit the ground. 
it looks like at the end of her own movie in one of the, I think in the second post credit scene, it shows how she ended up looking for him. Okay. Maybe that's it. Okay. Because I was just like, I don't know. But then Miss Marvel come out before or after Infinity War? Miss Marvel came out. Well, it hasn't come out yet. Sorry. After Infinity War, but before Endgame. Okay. Right, right, right. Right. Okay. Okay. So that would make sense for the end credit to be on hers because at that point we didn't, mm-hmm. um, we did we hadn't known who she was. So if she came out after Infinity War, then it would make sense. Okay, yeah, they wouldn't spoil it, so it had to come out there Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Because that were at HQ looking all serious and scared and stuff. Her and um, was mm-hmm. it Mark Ruffalo or was it? Oh, in that post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I was just looking at it. It is. I know Black Widow was there because she had the short white bob. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like Chris Evans. So Steve Rogers is here, and it looks like that might be Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mark Ruffalo was in it. So, oh, and Don Cheadle. So okay, because Don Cheadle was talking about how there. it just stopped beeping or something, or I don't mm-hmm. remember. And I then, don't know. I'm just shocked that they didn't hear her. Right? Like she just appeared. Where's fear? Girl, calm your ass down. I'm just ready mm-hmm. to see why you and Tiana Paris uh, is beefing. Not Tiana. My bad. Monica is beefing. Because y'all was cool. Right. I think it's because she felt abandoned. I still stand by that. I think that all that stuff happened. Her mom was there having to deal with cancer and all this stuff. And this person that was supposed to be the good friend, someone that was literally an extension of family, and that they're also kind of hinting that may have had some slight romantic connection with her mother. Mm -hmm. And she just disappeared, just left them. I'm wondering, because I I don't know, like I said, I don't read the comic books because y'all, I can't get into one. I'm sorry. I tried. I cannot. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what her story, what it is like in the comic books, but do they ever explain why she's always gone? Because at this point, it kind of seems like it seems like it's like it's on purpose and not because she's always like she doesn't want to deal with stuff. So she's always gone. I don't know. Well, I think it's also because she has a, you know, this is just me kind of like trying to make sense of things but you know that she has had a connection with space ever since she was basically abducted yep like so i think that because it's been so long i think she has an attachment to these beings and things that were out there and they don't have like she told the avengers she said all these these universes and stuff don't have an avengers they don't have anyone to help them so for her, it's like, okay, I've already been out here. I've seen what happens to some of these people. She's seen what's happened to the scrolls and how, you know, all this stuff has happened with them. So it's just kind of like, I'm going to help them because I know y'all have this. Now, there's mm. a part of me that thinks that it's kind of, there's a, it's a little weird still because, you know, the earth hasn't always had the Avengers, but I guess at the time that she was around, there wasn't a need for her to be there to protect Earth because there wasn't anything coming yet. Right, 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 right. So makes maybe sense. that's why she's spent so much time away because she's never felt like she needed to be home. Because even in the comments, she's gone all the time too. She's always flying around somewhere. Like she, she'll be home from time to time, but most of her time seems to be spent in space. Mm. Oh, 
Speaking of the Marvels, um, mm-hmm. with DaCosta, it's not Yike. What's her name? Is it Nia? Nia DaCosta? Uh, Nia da- yeah, Nia DaCosta. Um, first of all, I'm kind of hyped to see how she does these characters. That's number one. Number two, how do you feel about her blaming Kat? I mean... She's not wrong, but... She's not. She's not <laughs> wrong. And it's something that people have ignored because it was so easy to blame someone else that we've seen actually cause issues like uh, Chris Pratt or Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. We've seen that had he kept his head in the game, Rule by they would have been able to get the gauntlet away from mm-hmm. him. But instead, he he allowed his emotions to completely take over, and we watched a plan that was basically being executed to perfection fall to pieces in one moment because he basically hit him enough to make it so that Mantis couldn't keep that that connection. So, but then it was like, okay, so there's that moment. But the moment that they realized that this man was coming out the vision, it's like, yo. I mean, he can go. Like in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. He can go, but they wanted to. Not, and I'm just, I don't understand how they were thinking that Vision was actually going to be able to survive without the stone, because the stone is one of the reasons why he woke up in the first place. Yep. But you know what? I honestly, I honestly, honestly feel like had they had more time in Wakanda, I really feel like Shuri would have found a way to power him without the stone, right? Um, oh yeah, I'm sure. Maybe would it have been through like vibranium or something or however they would would he have kept the same level of consciousness though that's i don't know it's a good question probably not he could have turned into ultron (laughs) right that's true too um but i really feel like if they would have had enough time i think she would have figured i really think she would have figured it out um how to keep Mm -hmm. him going without the stone they just didn't have the time um but like i said i need to go back and watch but for Vision wanted to go, right? He was cool with giving up his. Yeah, song. eventually he was like, "Yo, like I, this I need to go. Otherwise, he's coming to get me." But nobody wanted him to go. They had gained such an attachment to him over the last year or two because it ain't been that long. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> then like, you don't get this this little build a block out of here and get I rid of him. Know. Like, no. And then I think about Thor. Had Thor been there, Thor would have been like, "Get him out of here." Let's go. Because Thor didn't want him in the first place. I'm still over the fact that Thor did not go for taking off this man's head. He came through with this big ass axe, swing this thing through, and went straight for his shoulder. And literally, Thanos is looking at him like, bye. (laughs) It could have been over then. There were so many opportunities where the Avengers could have won this. And it's just like, and but then it's like makes me wonder, like, what would have happened if they would have done this? What if he would have killed Thanos? What would have happened there? Like, would that have been a Nexus event? Event that would have caused a new timeline yes. or something that they would have if had we, to try to. Does that mean that the TVA would have came through? Like, I, I, no, we need this to happen. Mm-mm. Racing this whole now, timeline to start over. That's true. That damn. See, now that we have the TVA in our periphery and we kind of see what's going on with them. Dang, I can see them. I Or I can see them kind of going, stopping, stepping in there and be like, hey, hey, this is supposed to happen. Move along, move along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move along. Because it didn't, it wasn't in the flow of things. Which is why they kept saying, they kept saying at the TVA, 
when Loki was just like, well, what about the Avengers? And, and he's just like, well, they're supposed to have done what they did for in order for them to keep true to the sacred timeline. Um, but I don't know. She, she's she not so wrong. Bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, She's not wrong. She's not wrong. So I'm, I'm going to see if I got, they have a full description of everything. Because I was reading, for those who don't know, this is what she said. Something I like to say a bit flippantly about Captain America is that the snap is all of his fault. Because he was trying to do his best, trying to do the right thing. There's a world in which he's a villain because at the end of the day, he should have just sacrificed Vision. He chose one robot's life, albeit a sentient one, over literally the entire universe. There's a sort of anti-hero in that if you want to look at it through those lens. I mean, it's, there's, not, there's not one lie in any of that. <laughs> because they literally did choose a robot over the half of life that ended up going because of the snap. You know what I would have loved? I would have loved to see some type of dialogue, monologue or something that talks about the choices. And maybe I missed it. I need to watch it again. But the choices that they made that got them to where they are at. Right. That probably would have been Mm -hmm. the perfect place when they were had that round table discussion. What were they? It was like, what was blippers anonymous or something? Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like maybe they yeah, had the next scene, but like, like the little therapy thing. Yeah, but that would have been like I would have loved yeah. to have seen what he thought because honestly, honestly, <laughs> I feel like Steve would have thought that it's my fault because I didn't sacrifice Vision. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can really see because honestly, if you think about it and you look at it, like you're right. There were so many things along the way that could have prevented all of this stuff from happening. Mm-hmm. And it just it didn't. It, I don't. It's all very weird. So, oh, never mind. What? I was saying that my mind went back to Adam Warlock. What about my boy? And you know how you know we were talking about how the whole Soul Stone connection, like in the comics, he has this connection with the stone. Mm-hmm. And I keep forgetting, like. Technically, the stones do exist still. Yeah, because they put them back. They put them back. Based off, of the, for whatever reason, they I don't know the details of it, but looking at this, it says that because of his experience with the soul stone, he has like this symbiotic bond with it to where he can sense where it is at all times. Like, so regardless of where it is, like, you know, in the comics, I mean, movie, it was like what, Namor or something? Mm-hmm. But he well, literally, wherever it was, but oh, someone he vision had the soul stone, right? No. Which one is the, he had soul, the mind stone. stone? soul stone is the one that ha- uh, someone had to be sacrificed to get. Okay, okay, because I'm about to say, well, damn, it wouldn't have mattered yeah. because I couldn't remember which one the soul stone was. So okay, well, why is he connected to the soul stone? Do they say, or did I miss in your explanation? <laughs> That's the weird thing. It just says on this page, it says from his experience with the soul stone, the infinity stone has formed a willing symbiotic bond with Adam, giving him the ability to sense his whereabouts at will out of all the hosts. The soul uh, stone has bonded with it has stated that Adam was the most powerful of all of his hosts having retained his will under its control because of his bond. Adam can render himself immune and even counter the lights of the soul stone being used by other people. Mm. 
So let me it see. It would have been helpful, so, Kevin Feige, to fight Thanos, but you know. So the, they say that the stone itself is sentient, which and it has an actual desire to collect souls. So it says that somebody in possession of the soul stone can use it to attack another soul in various ways. And then they say that the gem can reveal information by peering to another soul and using the cold light of truth. The, the gem can also trap souls inside of itself into what they call the soul world, mm-hmm. also allowing its user to access the memories and skills of those in prison there. The gem's power can circulate life and death forces on a planetary scale, revert beings to their natural state, and give its user control over any and all life, be it sentient or not. Mm. It also protects its wielder from Mm. soul-based attacks. It can disrupt the anima of soul with a karmic blast, rendering the target temporarily unconscious. Certain beings are completely immune. It says following da, 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 because of this enter yeah I, I just didn't based off of the movie you don't get that this stone is so powerful you don't but I guess um, they really no, put the most emphasis the stone on the time stone and the mind stone yeah. I'm like, what What have, you know, that um, Thanos had all the stones at one point. Mm-hmm. Would we have seen him use the soul stone at any point? Had we seen him use soul stone? No. The only one I saw him use was the time stone. Okay, so I'm looking it up now. And whichever one does the illusions. Okay, so it says... Uh, he used the stone, the uh, the soul stone. I guess when he was fighting Doctor Strange and all of them, what? it says it's there on Titan that we see Thanos use the soul stone for the first time and potentially the only time in a pseudo standalone capacity in Infinity War. He used the stone in concert with the other five when he snapped his fingers and balanced the universe. We know that part. The during the fight on Titan. Uh, uh, did he not use it in any other? Okay, so it says in a fight with Doctor Strange, two stones light up on the Infinity Gauntlet: the Power Stone and the Soul Stone. Mm. We can assume the Power Stone came into play to deal with Strange's decoys, but it's the Soul Stone that helped Thanos figure out which one was the real Doctor Strange. Oh. While the Soul Stone's powers are somewhat ambiguous, we talk about but one thing we know for sure is that the Soul Stone can be able to identify things with a soul. It would be a very useful tool for Thanos in determining who the real Doctor Strange was and therefore the location of the Time Stone. And that is exactly what we see him do. Hmm. Well, hmm. so he did use the stone. I was wondering at what point he used it because we never really saw it and it wasn't very blatant, but the only reason they know is because the stone lit up on the gauntlet. Which makes sense now after reading up on the thing's powers, like and how it really does truly have some type of connection with human souls or souls of being. So seems really creepy too, and I'm wondering why they didn't put a lot of mm-hmm. emphasis on that. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's gonna be a part of his storyline. I wonder. And then, you know, now they've announced that um, Harry Styles is going to be Thanos' brother? Yeah, which pissed some people off, dog. Pissed yeah. people off. 
because it got leaked. But um, but my thing was like also a lot of people were mad about it. But I'm like, I was watching one of those videos on TikTok, and apparently Thanos's brother is not really evil. So it's like, I don't know where the anger is coming in. I don't know either. I wonder in what context they talk about Thanos if they're introducing his brother. Yeah. Um, do like they I even said, have a relationship? Right. I like and like I've been saying in Eternals, there's no way you can talk about deviants and Thanos having a deviant gene. If you there's just I don't see how you could not talk about Thanos and considering that he is the reason response he is the sole person responsible for half the people on earth being bloop gone then like well you know i'm reading this and it says that star fox which is um thanos's brother is actually an eternal yeah it says star fox is a member of the long-lived offshoot of humanity known as the eternals his body has been enhanced by cosmic energy to the point that it ages far more slowly than most humanoids and is superhumanly strong and resistance to harm and immune to ter- terrestrial diseases he can withstand impacts such as falling from several stories or being repeatedly struck with superhuman force his overall resistance to injury is somewhat lower than that of the average eternal but like any eternal he possesses exceptional healing abilities though an internal star fox is not as powerful as his earthbound earthborn cousins because the original titanian eternals separated from their earth brethren before chronos's experiments augmented the eternals energy mm. star fox can join an existing unimind with the other eternals even though titanian eternals have less has thus far proven to be unable to form their own. So he's like a, he's like an eternal light, you know? Yeah. He ain't really like eternal, eternal. He's an eternal light. Okay. A His power eternal? says that he, he can um, manipulate gravity, simulating psychokinesis. He has mastered over 500 extraterrestrial languages. Um, he can fly. Strong. So, I mean, he seems like some of the ones that we've seen in the recent Eternal trailers. He yeah. just doesn't have that same bind, I guess. It's like they's like, maybe he was to test one. Like, they were like, oh, let's test things out, see how the Eternal thing is. Oh, that's cute. All right, so let's make the real ones now. He was the prototype. Ooh, poor him. Right. Well, like that but if he's not that if he's not bad then i'll give him a shot even if he is a baby uh, eternal that's what the complaint is about what's the complaint it wasn't that it just leaked that it was harry styles is because we saw it in a post-credit scene from the eternals movie yeah oh okay i understand now i was confused i was like why were they so mad that it leaked? because somebody somebody no not that it leaked i was like but what made them so mad it was that somebody had actually probably already recorded this post-credit scene and put it out there for people to see when oh all i had heard i didn't know that they had done that all i had heard was that harry styles is gonna be thanos's brother it was in a tweet oh and, and but and they were talking about people were annoyed because this is like it wasn't like it was some type of influencer he was from like a major publication i know he lost his job i know he did Oh, he's done. Because he's done. he'll never work. He'll never work again. Because I had no idea that they have a um is it called embargo? I think it's called embargo. They can't if you go see that film, you can't talk about it until a certain date. 
Oh yeah, you you're supposed to like. You can probably do like a review of sorts, but you're not supposed to tell any real major details right. to the film. And I'm wondering why he did that. You sign off for that stuff too. Like I'm, they may be able to sue him. Right. I'm like, I wonder why he did that. I mean, it just saying I wouldn't. I. I mean, this is what I feel like. I mean, Marvel is a huge machine. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, why would you? I, I don't know. We're in an era where I don't. I don't get. I don't get the this desire to spoil things for other people i don't get this desire to be the first one to say it like i just i don't i guess i don't they, understand they it. all want to be tmz so bad i just don't understand it like what did that do revealing that it was harry styles like trash i missed the days yeah, it's, it's right and that might just be speaking to my age like don't get me wrong i enjoy memes and and gifts and um and like content and like consuming content on Instagram and t- um on TikTok, like the rest of them. Like I love that, but like I also mm-hmm. don't understand why people have to. Like I don't get why it needs to be exposed. Like chill out and let's let it unfold. And then it makes it even easier to narrow down who it was because apparently in this article I'm reading, um, the post credit scenes were not even included in some of the screenings that weren't like red carpet. Like they completely omitted the end is like look you watch the movie boom this is over so now we know that the person who saw this had to have seen it at the world premiere mm-hmm. so so oh, these people need to do better they need to do better they because... need to hire us okay they need to let us go to a premiere and watch the movie first because we won't say anything i ain't saying nothing i'm not saying a thing nothing not so saying we, nothing we need to start, we need to get on tiktok we need to put some clips of ourselves talking on TikTok. Yes. Get it rolling. Yes. And then we'll get invited to these movies. Because, look, we are at an age, I feel like we are at the perfect age where we are young enough to still be hip, but old enough to be from a time where that type of stuff you just don't share. You know? I don't mm-hmm. I don't care about being famous. I don't want any type of unwanted attention on my page. We old enough to know better. Thank you. And so was that guy. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, you heard It, it was just one of those he wanted to be the, he needed to be the first. And now look at you. About to, probably about to be sued by Marvel because you, you mm-hmm. just had to be the first. And I hope they do whatever they need to do because it was reckless and inappropriate and unnecessary. But. And then it, not only does it ruin the spoiler, but now people have this, this, this anger at them choosing Harry Styles, where if we would have seen it mm-hmm. in its form, people wouldn't have had anything to say. Because no. again, we have already shown, they've shown us many times over that they know what they're doing. They do. And they know what they're doing. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if Harry Styles can act, but he definitely has major star power. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be in another movie outside of this, which I'm sure that he is, if he was in an end credit scene, then mm-hmm. The, the girls will be there. Yeah, I'm actually about to go check him out and see if he actually did anything. But see, oh, he was in One Direction. Yeah, he was in One Direction. Now he's a it's solo artist. Yeah, he's been in a couple of things. Mm-hmm. He was in Dunkirk, which I've heard a lot of really good things about that film. It's like a war film. Mm-hmm. It came out uh, four years ago. I think my sister was actually the one who told me to watch it. I've heard good things about it. It was, it was one really of the films good. for our movie night with my aunts and stuff. And um, and, um mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's been. He's yeah. He has two movies coming out after Eternals. 
So I don't know. Y'all need to just relax and go back to the days where we enjoyed going to the movies without knowing mm-hmm. what the hell is going on. Yep. We, so. We've become a society where we feel like we need to know everything And now. it's weird. It's so weird. Like, now let me tell you something now. I ain't going to sit here and say that if somebody puts their stuff out there, I'm not going to read it. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> now, let me tell I mean, you if something. It's out there, I'm going to look. I'm if, look. You, if you post it, I'm going to look. But I also feel very uncomfortable, like, going on to somebody's page and asking the questions that, asking a question that I'm probably thinking, but because of my age, I know that it's inappropriate. Right. Right. The amount, like, this weird, I don't know, the amount of times that I see if I'm on, like, a post on Instagram or something and somebody die and the people being like, how did they die? To me, but, I'm just like, who raised y'all? Like you don't need to be privy to that information. It's, it's just weird. like when I'm on Facebook like, and somebody's like, "Hey, you know, going through a lot. Just pray for me." They put one comment. It's like, "Oh, what's going on?" If they wanted to tell you, they would have put it in the original post. Just shut up. Exactly. Stop I'm being so like, damn nosy. Weird. It's weird. But to bring it back to the Eternals, um, after seeing all the trailers and these little featurettes and stuff, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm so hyped. I'm so ready. I've already, we've known even before all of this that this was going to be probably one, visually one of the most beautiful looking Marvel films ever created. From the trailers, just looking at how everything, the cinematography, looking at the sets, looking at everything, it's, you can tell that the scale for this film was going to be massive. So like when some of the uh, first reviews were coming out, that was something a lot of people were saying. They were like, it's just beautiful. It's an amazing looking film. It's completely different than everything we've seen, which I welcome. We need that because mm-hmm. you don't want to always feel like you're going to see Marvel movies and they're all feeling the same. They need to mm-hmm. have a certain level of, they have to have their own identity, but still fit into the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what I felt about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, to me, had I gone to see that movie and did not know that it was a part of the MCU, it could have easily fit into it being its own film. Which was probably the goal. It had so many great elements. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I want them them to continue to do that. I want them to find ways to truly make these movies have their own identity, but still make them connect to the rest of the stories. And I think what they've done... um, since I think what Shang-Chi is one of the new movies out of the new phases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what they, what, and what they're probably going to do until they get tired of it, but what connects them is the blip that mm-hmm. lets us know that, hey, we are still in the same universe, guys. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about the blip, but these movies are so different, which is why, like, when I saw some of these films, and it's just, just like how, especially Shang-Chi and The Eternals. My biggest question mm-hmm. is how do they fit in the broader MCU? Like, what is what does that look like? How will they be connected? Um, and that's and that's still yet to be seen with Shang Chi. I still don't know how he connects to the broader MCU. Um, right. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really I'm really interested to see these Eternals. Like, I haven't seen them at all, and I'm ready to see more of them. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think about the ones that they've introduced thus far? Giving us a little bit of background on them. I love it. I, I loved it because it's scary because we have 10 characters that we've never met before. Mm-hmm. They all have to have a story. They all have to have something unique about them that makes them fit into the bigger picture, bigger film, without feeling like we're seeing 
one of the same mm-hmm. 10 times. So these featurettes have helped to separate them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously we've seen so many where it's like half of them are fighters, half of them are thinkers, but even the fighters are all very unique mm-hmm. in nature. They all have different skills. They all have different mannerisms. They have their personalities are completely different. So I love that. Um, I'm as weird as it sounds. The one character that I'm still not 100% sold on is Selma, uh, Selma Hayek. Something tells like, me she about to get, she going to get the axe. Yeah, because when I was reading about her going back and forth with um, Chloe, like, who are you? Like, girl. Girl, you barely got work as it was, and then you decided when you finally do get work, do you want to fuss about everything? And then the first thing I saw, what I thought about when I was reading up on some of these reviews was that they were talking about there were some moments where it felt disjointed, mm-hmm. like something didn't make sense. And in my mind, the first thing you said, oh, it was you, Hayek. <laughs> you, you're the one who did that. That was the scene you fought for, I bet. I don't know. But... I- I love it. I, the action sequences that we've seen so far, hopefully there's going to be a lot more. I'm sure there is. There's nothing more disappointing than seeing all of the action sequences or at least pieces of them in the in their trailers. And I'd want them to kind of stop with the featurettes. Mm. I want them to stop with the trailers because, you know, we're getting, they're revealing more and more. I don't think we're going to get Which is making it scary that we're going to get more and more and then we're going to keep getting all these scenes. But I think that They've been kind of smart because so far, mainly the scenes that we've seen have always been in two, one of two places where they're actually fighting. That yep. one that's on the beach. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, the one where they're in town. Mm-hmm. Like, And it looks like they are still figuring out who they are because I think from the comments, there's that moment where all of them kind of don't know their histories anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, Icarus is going, no, not Icarus. What's his name? Was it Icarus? It was going around the one that be flying. The one shooting. The um it yeah is. um yeah Sebastian Stan's cousin. He um <laughs> <laughs> well he's going around because in the comic he was one of he was one of like two people who remembered things. Mm-hmm. Like someone else had always known, but he was the one who was like he got his memory first. So and then the, like when they were talking about I think it was um the little one the fast one Sprite Car- or Macari. Mm-hmm. Macari is Sprite. the last one. That's what I meant. Sprite. Yeah, I meant Sprite. And they can't. I don't Sprite think... was. They were talking about doing something. She was like, "I don't know how. I don't know." Like oh, she was confused. She didn't know what she was supposed to do. I remember because I, I, I watched that little part that I showed you a thousand trillion times. And but she says, "I think they found us." And she was like, "How?" But they still mm-hmm. look like. I'm just like, so y'all can't fight them, even if y'all the thinkers of the group. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all still mm-hmm. not powerful enough to fight. Like. Mm-hmm. But something about it just felt like that memory. So I want to say in the comic, it was Sprite who actually wiped their memories. Mm. And in the comic that I read, Sprite was the only one that actually knew what was going on. So Sprite was actually like on TV and stuff. Like it turned into like a spectacle. If they kill anybody, it'll probably be her. Mm. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Cause she's supposed to stay young forever. That girl is probably like an adult now. Mm-hmm. Just, just can't. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, but I don't know. But that also depends on if they're going to be intending on the Eternals having multiple films. Because there's this part of me in the back of my mind, it just does not feel like they'll be able to keep this one going on for a trilogy. I mean, I, no. Because I, I also feel like this is probably going to be one of the more expensive films too. Because you got ten. 
high profile actors and actresses in here. Budget wise, that's going to be a pretty penny. But you know what? I mean, not saying that they did, but Mm -hmm. I can really see most of them, if not all of them, kind of taking a little bit of a pay cut because it is a Marvel film. Yeah, I'm sure more stuff is going to come from it. Yes. So I don't know. But when I was telling you, when they introduced um, really how we've really seen so far, Sprite, Cersei, um, Thena, um, Icarus, Kangol, and whoever um, the black guy is playing, we've seen them the most, right? And I was Mm -hmm. telling you how they all seem really human, (coughs) except for Icarus. To me, it just seems like even like when he was looking at that little boy calling him Superman, he kind of looked at him like it was weird to me. I don't know. And like I said, it might just be the way. See, that's what I think is. That's why I think it's playing on that fact that some of these people don't know yet, and that's why we see him so much in this supernatural state he because very, he's the one that knows the most. He does. He's the one that is learning some. Because I think they're also intentionally not showing us all these other yeah. moments that these other people are doing things. But like, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see Makari. I think Makari's probably going to be one of my favorites. But from is. the reviews, the reviews, people are saying that Kingo is like a favorite. Yeah, Athena is a favorite. And there, there's been a hint that there was a twist around Athena. She not busting the water for that deviant. So okay, shut up. Okay, just quit. No, because you know they say that there's actually a sex scene in this movie. Between who? Or they haven't revealed. It, it's probably gonna be Icarus or Cersei. You want it so bad to not be. It's gonna be Thena, and she's gonna be our butts in the wide open. Whatever. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um. I'm. I don't care who it is. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna watch. I am. I am. I'm not gonna lie though. I am ready to see this love triangle if there is one between Icarus, old boy, and Cersei. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how they they navigate that because even when he was asking her, he was like, "Well, how long y'all been together?" And she's like, "Oh, we were together for like a thousand years." And he was just like, "Ah." I guess. Like, I'm wondering how they're going to pull him in. Like, how do they factor in like this character? How is he getting incorporated in all of this? I don't even think this character is actually a comic book character. He is. Oh, maybe he is. Oh, there he goes. Let's see what he is. He's a Black Knight, right? Yeah, Black Knight. But I think, but he's a he's a love interest. Him and Cersei are dating. I want to know what okay, happened between her and Icarus to make her be dating this boy now. What happened? How come they can't say that? I think it's the memory. I think it's because they don't remember. That's why I keep thinking. I think it all comes down to that because even in the comic, Thena has a kid. Thena has a kid when she doesn't have her memory of who she is. Mm. Like these people were going through life like regular people without their memories and they were conducting themselves like regular humans would. She, and you now know she what? She seems before, otherworldly. Uh, Whatever. She seems otherworldly. <laughs> otherworldly. Um, her and um, Icarus and what's the other one? The one to be was it Druig? Oh yeah, Druig. Oh, Drew, Drew. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He seems weird, awkward too. Um, I don't know. I'm excited well, for all. But of he them. was a, he was the he was like a villain. Like he became like a villain in the comic. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's gonna be a villain in this one. Is the question. Um, mm -hmm. but he seen him and Macari seem close. See, and they show a clip of him wanting to something is happening in the town below, and him wanting to interfere and cannot. Um, so I wonder when he gets bad. That's a good. I mean, yeah, he's he's a weird one. Yeah, I just sent you a picture, weird. like so you can see what Drew looks like in the comic. Like he looks evil in the comic. Like, there's nothing that looks like he would be helping you if he was to find you. Yep. He looked like, what you call it, if you ask me? He looked like um, Morpheus. Morpheus, I'm not, no, excuse me, Mobius. Mm hmm. That's the vampire, right? Mm hmm. Which, isn't that supposed to be still coming out soon? It is. I think this summer. Hmm. Oh, wait, no. Morpheus? It's coming out in May? Yeah, Morbius, because Mobius is the one from um, Loki. Yeah. So it comes out, hmm, it says January 28th next year. Oh, I'm going to watch it because yeah. I love a good anti-hero. Wait a minute. So you're going you gonna to watch this, but you ain't watched Venom yet? Mind your business, okay? I'm going to get to Venom. I'm going to get to it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to I'm it. Sure. Mm -hmm. At some point, we'll get to. Um, that's going to be a part of this whole Spider-Man universe they're trying to build. I don't know. Do you think Tom Holland, and then we have to move on to Star Wars, but do you think Tom Holland is done with Spider-Man? Do you think this is his last film as that Spider-Man? I don't think so, honestly. But I do think that he's gonna, he wants to genuinely take some time off. So... We'll see. Silk. Silk wasn't wasn't Silk one of the, the Spider-Man people? Silk. Silk. Silk Sonic? Yes. No, Silk is like a um she's a Korean Spider-Man character. Oh. I see that they actually have that on the map for that person to get a spin-off film. Silk? Mm-hmm. Korean? Mm-hmm. I see your picture of her. Which reminds me, do we know who that Korean dude is that's going to be in the Marvels? Have they talked about what his character is? He, I hope he's not a villain. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't think so. They, they, they've been really tight-lipped on Marvels. They got to be now. I have no clue. I don't know anything about it really right now. Oh, so she's a, um, she's a, a, she's a thief? I guess I'm. Not, I don't. I don't know if I know a lot about her. I think she's actually one of the video games I have though. I think she's. I think she's actually in the um, the Marvel video game that I have. So, yeah. But I have to research a little bit more about Silk. But apparently, she's supposed to be getting her own spinoff film, which should be interesting. Hopefully, we'll get a Miles Morales spinoff film one day. Where was she introduced? As far as like, in was she introduced in a movie? No, oh. I don't think she's been included in any movies yet. Okay, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel is throwing the big bucks at Sony to get the rights to Marvel um, of Miles Morales so they can do it big up. They want it. Oh, apparently, she was actually. In Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. she was a classmate of his, 
And then, um, because the character's name is Cindy Moon. <clears throat> she also had a cameo in Infinity War when Ned leads, well, Ned causes a distraction to allow Spider-Man to go help. She's in that scene. And she's getting a film developed around her now for the this, this Spider-Man movie universe. She was also supposed to be into the Spider-Verse. But they ended up going with Penny Parker instead. Which was the one that had like the robot Spider-Man, I think. Whatever it was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one where she's, um, it looked like an anime thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah. So how are you feeling? Are you still excited about Eternals? Yeah, I'm going to go see it. I don't care. I don't, I don't. What I tend to do and what I'm probably about to start doing, um, well, even more so now, I didn't realize that you can mute stuff on social. Like, I knew you can mute stuff on Twitter, but I'm not really on Twitter. Um, so I really mm-hmm. don't. I'm going to wonder if I can do that in TikTok because I don't want to see no more spoilers of the movie because I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm so excited for it. And I'm going to give it a chance because like, I like to, I really, really like to try to watch stuff, which I watch, I'll try to watch stuff in the beginning when it first comes out because I don't want to listen to everybody's opinion of how bad it is. I want to make that decision for myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I hear people's opinions. I love long movies if they're good. And I like storytelling yes. if it's good. So I'm going to go and I'm want, I want to be entertained. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already yeah, got for it. the drama with the love triangle. Okay. We got mm-hmm. Tina who you think is busting it wide open for a deviant. Um, she is busting it wide open. But I mean, the, those types of things. I'm like, I'm so excited for it. So it's going to be good. It's really going to be when, good. And I'm down. So I need to I need to know what the apology is going to be when Tina is seen busting it wide open. It won't be one no damn deviant. apology. Cause she's not busting it wide open for um for nothing. Mm-mm. I just feel like it. Let me look up Athena. For some reason, I feel like in the comics she does have a love interest. She was in love with the deviant, or mm-hmm. she was with one named Crow. Mm-hmm. Let me look up what Crow looked like. <laughs> Don't look like that in the <laughs> because if it looked like that one that was holding her up, but the one that was holding her up, she. But she didn't look like she was enjoying it. That's the one that she has the love interest with in the comics. The one she who was about to... didn't look like open. she was enjoying the caress of them, of his hand or whatever it was. She didn't like she was enjoying it. She was playing hard to get. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll see when her... With the All dialogue. I'm saying is, as soon as I Google Crow Eternals and did the search, that image of the one that was caressing her face romantically... Shut up. Popped up. Mm-hmm. You are raggedy. To me, her looking away was one of those we shouldn't do this kind of things. No. Mm-hmm. Her looking away was we are broke up. We are no longer. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It says that he has a long standing over a hundred thousand years. Of an on and off relationship with Dina. And she is, he is actually the father of her twin children. I'm telling you. You think they're bringing them up? Busting busting it wide open. Busting it wide open. 
I'm telling you. Ooh, I feel it in my what head. if what if when he was saying he was saying that they will never be what if you can't save them or something? What if he was talking about their children? Hmm, I wonder what that means. I wonder what that I'm means. not gonna I'm not gonna allow you to sway me into thinking that she's gonna be busting it wide open. I'm not gonna allow mm-hmm. it. Well, here's a scene apparently in the comments there's a moment where he was fighting the Eternals and he agreed to a truce because of Athena and then and he was attacking New York when this happened he tried to re- reconcile with her but she was bothered by the practices of I feel like that scene is like a flashback of a moment when they were together busting it wide open and he may be one of the main villains in this movie. Yeah, he trying to get his coochie back, and she ain't here for it. I'm telling you, it's all coming together. I hear you. I don't know how accurate it is. I'm just saying. It's all making sense to me. Okay, if it makes sense. And when it happens, I'll be sitting here saying, I told you so. Uh, if it's true, I'll send you something. I don't know. Because to me, that scene, especially knowing their history, is her trying to fight against doing anything with them because they have such a terrible history. It's always on and off again. She wants to just let it go. She wants to move past it. But he over, he's trying to romance her. Like, girl, you know what you want this D. And then she was like, you know what? One last time, she busted wide open. She went to go live her life. And then he came back because he found out she had two kids and they would have to be his kids. Because he knew that he was the last one to bust it wide open with her. I'm telling you, it's all coming together now. He really aggy for real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. It doesn't doesn't get any better than that. Okay. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. You'll see. Okay, we'll see. And I'll wait. I'll wait for your response and be like, you know what? You were right. JB had that theory down. Okay. So, Eternals talk. Done. Check. Check mark. What's next? <laughs> so last week I made I agreed to watch Star Wars films. He hated it, y'all. <laughs> I I watched the first one. I'm gonna call it Star Wars. I'm not adding in a new hope because that came in later. It is Star Wars. Okay, so maybe, maybe I understand why people like these movies. Maybe I do. Mm-hmm. But what y'all not going to do is sit here in my face and act like these movies are amazing. you just not, I'm <laughs> not accepting that as true. It is not an amazing film. <laughs> these people walking around like are getting to, <clears throat> to the end. Over Star Wars. Like, oh, you got to watch it. The story's amazing. No, the, it's not. This first movie, if it is, it, no, 
It's not. So, okay, so I'm going to just sit down and, you know, somebody probably stopped listening at this point. And you know what? I don't care because I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. So, I'm watching the movie. All right. You know, I'm one of those people I don't like for things to take forever to get going. Mm-hmm. So I will in Star Wars on not doing that because they just threw you in the middle of the Empire jumping on this ship to take this princess. And somebody could have tightened up her little buns because they were looking a little loose. Well, they were fake. Little, they were loose, but uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I did think that R2-D2 was kind of cute for him not to have words. He's adorable. I also, it did not skip over my little head. There was a robot on that same ship with him that looked just like Wally from the Disney movie. Did you catch him? Yeah, I did. He looked just like him. So I was like, okay, so I see what y'all did here. Um, I already don't remember. Let me look him up. I already do not remember his name. C- C3PO? Is that what that is? Yes. He was annoying. Um, yeah, I don't like him. I don't like him. Um, <clears throat> so, as I was watching it, I kept telling myself that to, I told myself to remember that I was watching The Mandalorian and that a lot of these things that were in The Mandalorian should, in theory, connect in some way to the Star Wars movie. So that's little. what I kept thinking about. So, like, in the beginning, those things that sound like Boomhauer from King of the Hill that um, took R2, R2-D2 and the other thing, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. Do we know their um, names? Um, um, something with a J. Um... It's not, I want to say Jabberwockies, but that's not it. Where's my phone? Mm-hmm. Let me, I need, let me look it up. Okay. It's- Things that took R2-D2. J- Jawas? Jawas. 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 Those mm-hmm. are the things from the Mandalorian, aren't they? Yes. The ones that okay. took apart the ship. Okay. What the hell are they supposed to be? What are they supposed to be? I don't know. I just know they light their eyes glow. Mm-hmm. And they talk like um, Boomhauer. That's all I kept hearing. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but, okay, what are they supposed to be? Are they wearing, whatchamacallit, robe? Um, Grogu. That's where he got his clothes from. Shut up. Okay, they wearing them big outfits, too. But... So, okay, so I like that it did not take forever to get going, but I did feel like it just kind of threw me in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. And granted, I feel like it did later explain that. It was a little off-putting for me. It was like, y'all gave me this story that scrolled down that I didn't know I was supposed to really be reading. And then I'm on the ship and y'all just snatched up the cinnamon roll hair girl. And, and we see... Darth Vader, who I admittedly expected to be a little bit taller than he is. Like, Darth Vader is not very tall, which mm-hmm. ma- now makes me better draw that parallel to the um, the Family Guy episode where they did Star Wars and Stewie was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, he's short. It's the personality that made him bigger. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what he stood for. Um, and I have to, I have to be honest. As a black person, hmm. 
I was very upset to know that Darth Vader is voiced by James Earl Jones, but the person who actually played him in the film was someone else. Oh, I know. Oh, I hate man. So I know that we find out what he apparently looks like in the original trilogy. Do we ever see him without the mask on in the, mm-hmm. the current trilogy that I'm watching? Oh, so mm-hmm. okay. But, Which is why it'll make sense. It'll make sense. Because remember, I was telling you that they the guy that was the original and the original when it first aired before it went to Disney Plus and all the other good stuff, the, the original was the man that was playing Darth Vader in the movie, like the body actor type of situation. And then at the end, they have Hayden Christensen has been imposed. At, at, I think that he has been imposed. I think they talk about that. And I think in this new one, he has been imposed and like at the end and it's just like which is weird because Hayden Christensen <laughs> anyways anyways but yeah so they do show him at the end of the trilogy the first trilogy they do show him at the end um and, and even in the second trilogy you see how he gets to uh, how he looks at the end of the movie but go ahead I'm sorry hmm okay so I don't know. Okay, so do we know if Star Wars, when it was created, was always intended to be three movies, or were they like, oh, this is an amazing thing, and then we just said we're going to make these others? I don't know. But you know what? I don't know. Maybe George Lucas had an idea, because some of this stuff, it doesn't end. Like, they tie up the story, but it's still kind of like loose ends. Right? To me. Like Darth Vader surviving the Death Star being blown up and going out into what have you. And then mm-hmm. um, what happens to Luke and the Force, that type of stuff. I don't know. I feel like how it ended, maybe he had every intention. I don't know. Well, you know, with you saying that, you know, that kind of kind of sort of draws a parallel with um, the Mandalorian. Um, like you know how Darth Vader survived, and Roncalo Esposito or whatever. How we expected that he was dead at the end of the first season of Mandalorian when that ship blew up, mm-hmm. and then I mean, well, let me rewind. No one under on this God's green earth expected <laughs> that man to be dead. <laughs> that was one of the most. Oh, we know he ain't dead because we ain't see him die. Moment that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Because we've watched too many movies at this point in our lives for us to assume that if we don't see the person die, we can never assume that that person is dead. Right. And if you're watching the boat and the beautiful, and you see them die, they still ain't dead. <laughs> but, but correct. Back to Star Wars. Okay. Hmm. Um. I just struggled. I did. Um, I I don't know. I don't understand what made people like this so much. The only thing that in my mind is the visual. Like I can understand this coming out in the seventies and seeing it look this way. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the story. It was not that interesting. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like maybe I need to like maybe I need to watch these others 
And then I'm like, oh, the others help make these more interesting. But right now, I, they do. If if, if my memory serves, because I'm going to watch the second one fairly soon, it does mm-hmm. get better, especially with the action and the fighting. Because I think in the second one, I think that's when they introduce Yoda. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think they introduced him. Yeah, because I started um, to watch that one because it's a scene with him and Obi. Come on, call him Obi, not Obi full name. Because Obi makes it sound like he could be black. So Yoda and Obi mm-hmm. are helping Luke through his training to learn how to use the force. But then he abandons the training because his friends need help, his help. And they're like, but if you allow us to finish training you, then you can actually truly help them. Right. Nah, I'm going to be the dumb person that needs to leave anyway. So I'll just talk to you hoes later. And but then the thing is, is like they talk about how strong it like he I mean, in all of these, he they've always talked about his power and how strong the force is with Luke Skywalker, which I think is why people love him so much. Um, um, it's, I mean, he had every opportunity to be trash and he just chose to be good and he's just in, innately talented. Um. So I don't know what else you got. What else you got? Um, I kind of feel like the ending was a little anticlimactic for me. I mm-hmm. really didn't have that. I just feel like the things that people loved about this, I missed. Oh, I don't know how, but I just. I miss these things. I did not get the same reaction from this stuff. Like, I was a little bothered by the fact that I was just introduced to Obi. Because I'm not calling him Obi-Wan. Well, call him but, Ben. Like, they call, like they called him in the thing. Before they realized I was, was Obi-Wan. I feel like of everything, the Obi sacrificing himself was like, no. I feel like I needed to see you more. Right. Because you like you don't have that many Jedi's as it is, and then I mean, because even with me not having that big of a history with the Star Wars things, that was something that was a big deal in the Mandalorian when they met Ahsoka. She's like, you know, the Jedi races or whatever they're supposed to be is like dying off. There aren't too many of them left, so it's like you couldn't have found another way. You had to go. And then, like, is this like me having seen some of the second movie already? Is that saying that, like, when you die as a Jedi, you don't really die? Mm-mm. It's like you're, it's like you, it's like you're reabsorbed into the Force. It's weird because, are you going to watch the third trilogy? The newest one. Yes. I mean, if we already in here, we in here. You might as well. Do you? I, I mean, I can tell you because, like, there's a part. Um. In the the final film, thank God, of the trilogy, um, where this part is not really that bad, um, where you can kind of see where JJ probably had his way with this particular scene. But Ray is like in a situation and she's hearing all the voices of the pe- the Jedi's before her. So it's like the Avatar. I have no idea. But yes, maybe. Oh, you like the Avatar? Well, you know, The Last Airbender? Did you uh-huh. ever watch that cartoon? No. So, okay. Oh, gasp. Okay, that is amazing. Okay. That's one that you should watch with um, Caleb. Mm-hmm. I think he would love that. It's amazing series. But um, in the Avatar series, there's an Avatar that comes after another one passes. Mm-hmm. Like It's just kind of like that cycle. Once one ends, a new one emerges, kind of thing like that. And 
there's a scene in the first series, the last Airbender series, um, where <sighs> Aang is struggling with learning. How, an avatar is someone who can master all four elements. Okay. So you fire, water, um, air, and earth. Mm-hmm. And he's mastered three of them, but he had a bad incident with fire that kind of made him scared to use it again because okay. he hurt somebody that he liked, he loved. Well, there's a moment in order for him to figure this out, like he had to kind of get in touch with the previous avatars. Mm. So like there's like this, there's a word for it and I cannot remember. It's better explained in the second one with uh, Korra, but basically he goes into the state and everyone who's ever been an avatar is there. Mm. And if you are an avatar, you have access to their knowledge. You have access to their skills. They can teach you certain stuff. So I'm guessing that's why I'm drawing this parallel with Star Wars because that's what it sounds like. You die as a Jedi, but you're still there. Yes, and you hear you hear the voice. You have a connection with them. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you hear the voices, and it's funny because you know my guy Eric Voss. When he does the breakdown of this film, he breaks down all the different voices of the Jedi's that he hears and he recognizes. Um, mm-hmm. and he goes through, and um, Anakin is there. Ahsoka is there. Um. Obi-Wan is there. Um, the dude, um, when you get to that second trilogy, what's his name? Not Heath Ledger. What's the one that was in Taken? Who played the same role? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is in the second trilogy, right? You hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Like you hear all the voices of the people in the Jedi, um, in the Force, and they come to help her. Um mm-hmm. so there's that scene where I don't know, I don't think Jedi's really die. Honestly, like their physical body might, but I think their soul and spirit just kind of lives on forever because even in the second, cause you're going to watch it, but in the second, in the second set of trilogies, um, Luke Skywalker is in it and Yoda comes to visit him and Yoda kind of talks to him. Like they, you know, like they, like, like they've been in relationship not like romantically, but like they've been like like they're friends. Like he comes and he talks to them, and it's like a like it's almost like Luke is like used to seeing the ghost of Yoda, the way that he's talking to mm. him type of situation. Um, so like yeah, I don't think they really die. So Obi Wan we see kind of sacrifice himself in this movie, but he's not really dead physically, maybe. Um, but soul wise, he's still very much a part um of the story and uh which is why i'm really interested i think with the obi-wan series that's coming to disney plus i think they're going to explore that period where he has lost anakin to the dark side and luke finds him i think that's probably the time frame that we're gonna Mm -hmm. get because technically in the second trilogy we see his like his beginnings we see where he mm-hmm. gets to. We see how he is with Anakin, how he feels when he loses Anakin. And then you pick up with the first trilogy. You see where they meet him and where he's at. But we don't know what's happened to him up until that point. So I think that's probably what the show was going to talk about. I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't looked up any articles and stuff. But to me, it would make sense because that's a period we don't know what happened. So you're saying that there's an Obi-Wan and... Uh, they did say there was an Obi-Wan coming. Do so we know Obi-Wan when that was coming. premiering? He talked about it. Oh, this next year. Yeah, you want oh, to the beginning of next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. talked about it on one of those Jimmy Fallon's. He talked about it, and um, he talked about how um, COVID kind of messed it up or whatever. And they, but he knew for a really long time that it was going to be that he was going to do it, but he couldn't really say anything. 
Mm-hmm. So when people would ask him about it, he would lie. But honestly, I'm really interested to see what they're going to, like, his story. Okay, so, yeah, I'm confused. Um, maybe y'all need to watch this other one to fully understand this. But it says that the series is going to begin with Obi-Wan Kenobi watching over Luke Skywalker on Tatooin, which I think that's the same place that um, Mando went with... Um, Tatooine? With, Tatooine? No, look at that. Is that how you say yeah. it? I don't know. I just call it Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> but this his series is supposed to take t- take place ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So Luke Skywalker is yeah, in that last trilogy, that um second trilogy. So does does that mean that at the end of Revenge of the Sith, like Luke Skywalker's mama was already pregnant with him? Yeah, she was pregnant with both of them. I mean, that's how the movie. Well, he's a, he's a twin. Yeah. Oh, am I gonna spoil something for you? Should I wait? Hold on. So th- it, hold on. So that's. Oh, okay. I knew that he and Princess Leia were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were twins. Though. They were twins. Okay, yes. So she doesn't have any force in her. That's the weird thing. Like, that's what they they try to explain, like, in the third trilogy, but they didn't do a really good job of it. Um, Like, that's why I was just like, Disney, y'all really screwed it up. Because those second films, you could see the potential and see where they were going. Because John Boyega's character has a little bit of the force in him. And was, um, and they talk about, they, he, they don't, he, this is this was the main like that was like my main thing like he had this huge thing that he wanted to talk to Ray about but he could never talk to Ray because Ray was either going and doing something and then coming back or and when she came back he was gone that type of thing I thought for a minute that it was going to be that they how he felt about her but really it was that he wanted to share with her that he too had some, some of the force in him um but to take it back to Princess Leia in the second the third trilogy like the first or second film she gets hurt and she's able to come back. She's blown. They're like in the space thing. She's blown out into space. She's able to get back to the ship by using the force. And I was just like, so she's had the force the whole time. And we just now. Yeah. yeah well, I just searched this thing. There's apparently a book called star Wars galaxy's edge, black spire. It's a canon book, but it claims that while princess Leia never used the force really, she had mastered it to a point where she was able to suppress it. Well, cause then they talk about, because even in that third trilogy, and I can't remember the movies right now, but even in that third trilogy, it's shown that Luke was training his sister to be a Jedi, but then mm. she ended up getting knocked up and she had to stop. But, um, I just thought that was weird and they really don't talk about it in this first trilogy either. I like, I don't know, maybe cause I'm just picking up on little things. Because I know where it's going, but they when he was like in the very beginning, he was just like, she's very strong willed, so the mind control techniques aren't working. And I was like, were y'all trying to imply that she had the force and was blocking you? Or mm-hmm. like, what are you trying to say? I don't know. Hmm. That'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. I mean, I'm going to watch these others. I'm so excited because I know that you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch these others. I'm going to, I'm going in with an open mind. Um, I because think they get better because we get more action. Um, but for the time, I can see why people loved it. 
Um, yeah, that's one of the things I, I keep acknowledging. I know that it's going to be a different type of experience for me having watched it in 2021 for the first time. And a lot of the things that people were blown away by back then won't impact me. That's why I'm just hoping that at least the story is decent enough for me to overlook the um, graphical missteps and um, just appreciate it for at least the story. But that first one did not did not do anything for me. I I did pay closer attention because, like I said, when I watched them, I watched all three. I was like preteens or something like that. So going back through and watching it and trying to pay closer attention to things so that I can connect them later. Um, I'm going to pay. I'm going to watch Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. the series, because I want to know what was going on during that time. They mention it. They don't talk about it. They were like, oh, you fought in the Clone Wars. And that was basically it. And I know that um, that that second trilogy is happening, is 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 the Clone Wars. Like, that's that. But they also, excuse me, they also have a, um, a whole series, this animated series based on the Clone Wars. So I want to watch that and see what they talk about over there, too. So I don't know. I'm here mm-hmm. to consume all of the Star Wars content because I enjoy it. Well, I mean, it's a basic story about good and evil. That's t- at the, mm-hmm. I mean, at the meat of it. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm and seeing. That, that's really all they trying to tell me that you know. Hmm. But so I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I do have questions. Okay. Did let me ask you? Did you when you were watching it? Did you get like a feel for how old he was, Luke? Uh. Not really, because in my mind, I mean, it came off like he was like, in a lot of these movies, I always assume that the person is at least 18. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's 18. How old is he supposed to be? Because he still seems to be like with his dad or the guy who's playing daddy for him at this time, like (laughs) very much still trying to figure out stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of, let me see. Because I was like, this is why I asked, because I know, I know that. Princess Leia and Luke are twins, so they would be the same age, right? And Mm -hmm. Han Solo kept calling Luke a kid, a kid, a kid, a kid. But you are romantically involved with his sister. Make it make sense, you predator. Yeah, so looking at this, they claim that he was 19 years old. Okay, then they won't keep that. Princess Leia was 19 years old, but... Solo was a predator. Mm Mm-hmm. At the very least. I mean, because he looked like he was old as fuck. He was old as fuck. But then again, she actually looks old, too. She doesn't look uh, 10 to 19. What was was her name in real life? Uh, Carrie Fisher. Let's see how old she was at the time. Because she passed, she was 60 years old. Star Wars came out in 77. So, you see, um, I'm actually using my calculator. I'm about to say, like, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, I hope you're not asking me to do math. Okay, I so she was only math. 20. She was 21. She just happened to look like an old 21 year old. Get out of here. They talk about how good she was at like writing scripts and making them work. Hmm. I was like, that's interesting. She was, I mean, she was like the script writer for something important. 
like some major movie. Um, you know who her daughter is? Did you watch Scream Queens? Scream Queens? Uh huh. Was that the name of the show? Now I gotta look it up. Yeah. Mm, okay, children. She has a child named Billy Lord. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. It was on Fox. Yes. That's but uh, she was also in uh, American Horror Story. Yes. They um. Ryan, not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Murphy likes to um keep the same folks. He's just- Mm-hmm. His I didn't know Screen Queens was actually a Ryan Murphy show. Mm-hmm. I think that's like his yeah. first kind of thing in the horror. That actually makes it make sense how Emma Roberts ended up on uh, American Horror Story. Because yep. she was on American Horror Story first and then went and did Screen Queens. And then came back for some of the other stuff that he was doing. Um, oh, okay, so, what else so next week. I'm trying to be honest. Next we'll be much. We didn't do the comparison between Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and Star Trek. We'll say that for next week. Yeah, we could do that for next week. Because it is your birthday. Yeah. I know you're trying to get loose. Yeah, plus it's almost two hours in. <laughs> We've been talking. First, I'm like, okay, so, so next week it's going to be Return of the Jedi. Yep. No. Nope. What is it? Is it Return of the Jedi? No, next, or is it? I think the Empire Strikes Back. about the Empire. The Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Watching Empire Strikes Back. Uh, maybe Marvel will throw a little bit of something out there for us. Oh, Do you plan on watching Dune? Yes. I was going to bring it up to you to see if you would um, watch it. I, I want to watch that. I'm, you know, I like sci fi stuff, and I've I been hearing too. a lot of good things about it. So maybe we can talk about that because that's still kind of nerdy. You know what? But you know what's crazy, though? And I, re- I saw it on TikTok, and it pissed me off a little bit. Whether they were saying that Zendaya is literally only on screen for like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, she was. I mean, looking at the, the starring cast, like mm-hmm. her name is pretty low on the list. Because they were saying Which they were I'm using her. Jason Momoa is probably not in there as much either. They were like, they were using her for her star power to get kind of people to watch by showing like little clips of her. But basically, in, in regards to screen time, she's not up there a lot. And I'm just like, well, that kind of sucks. But I mean, her mm-hmm. and um, Timothy, somebody called Maybe she'll be the next one, though. Oh, yeah. If they do, are they going to do a second one? Yeah, they've already been think uh, they have it hasn't been officially ringlit, but um I guess it's a couple of are there a couple of books? There is yeah, one there huge book of- that people say is really hard to read and get through. Oh. And I was gonna try, but I was like, nope. If they say that it's hard to get through, then it's probably hard to get through. Let me look. I went to look at the book. The book is a uh, four hundred and twelve pages. There are five sequels to it. So there's Dune, there's Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House Dune. And mm. then after the author died, his son and another author continued the series in over a dozen additional novels. I want none of those after that. <laughs> nope. What if it's good? Because they, they, at that point, they're just making up stuff. What you think daddy would want it? Okay, let's just throw that in there. 
Oh, you made me so sick, but you right. You are right. That's probably exactly how it was. I mean, it could have been good. It could have been. Let me see. Zendaya's character name is Chani. I'm looking at the list of characters to see. I mean, I don't know how many, how long she goes into the book. Let me check this next one, see if that character's in there. Chani's in there. Well, they've kind of set her up as like a love interest. Yeah, she's supposed to be his um his girlfriend. Oh, they do have, yeah, she's, they do and have, she's supposed to be trying to have kids for him. What? They do have a great chemistry. So mm-hmm. on screen, on he screen. better he better tone it down because Tom Tom is here, and I'm gonna need him to get it together. Get out of here! We all know that. that Tom got Zendaya on lock. We know this, okay? Mm-hmm. We know. Yeah, he's trying to smooth things out. I hear he out here like trying to shout out Tom. You know what that is? You are ridiculous. You ain't got to do none of that extra stuff. Ridiculous. But I'm he excited. Though. I think I'm, when I'm, does it come I'm, out? November third. It's already out. Oh. It came out already. It came out on Friday. So it's on HBO Max now. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. watch it tonight. But I mean, Caleb got to go to bed like now. No. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow night, yeah. if I get my work, my homework done, maybe I'll watch that. What's the rating it's on it? It's kind of long. It is rated. I'm not sure. It is two hours and 36 minutes. Well, if I sat through Star Wars, I can sit through these. And the rating is PG-13. Have I mean, are the reviews out about it? Are people saying they like it, love it? Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, it has 83% right now. IMDb is 8.3 out of 10. Um, a lot of some people in the TV group, I mean, they had a lot of good things to talk about too. So I think they're hoping it's going to be really big because I think it has a huge budget as it is. But um, how so, are they going? How how are they going to recoup the money? If I don't know, I think the streaming part of it kind of kind of like hurt it a little bit. Hurt it because people are not going out if they have access to it here. Um, Cause I'm going. I'm for sure going to check my HBO Max to see if we had we paid for it, so I can see it. Well, it looks like okay. So the budget for the film is 165 million at the moment. Worldwide, it had already grossed 147. Okay. Um, they're hoping that the film can gross at least 300 million in total. Um, so it's really going to be dependent upon its performance in China and the United States. Because they're well, only expecting to make States? between thirty and thirty-five million in the United States and Canada. Yeah, I mean, because essentially, I mean, that, it's because it's rolling out on HBO Max. People are not gonna go out if they can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it's know. still. Uh-uh. They've adjusted the projection to go up to closer to forty million, but there's mm-hmm. still a lot of work to get up to. 300 million worldwide. I mean, Shang-Chi, virtually unknown person, you know, they did a lot, but they had the legs of Disney to stand on. This movie doesn't have they that. Did. So, Well, they didn't even have really faith. Honestly, Disney didn't have any faith in them. No, I think it, it was, was a shock for them. It well, was. Shang-Chi, oh, like, y'all need to quit with this. Shang-Chi had a budget of 150 to 200 million, and Right now, it is currently sitting at 
a worldwide total of $416.2 million. So it was a success. Yeah, especially considering pandemic and the fact that it did not release in China. Right. And if it had released in China, that figure would have been a lot higher. Well, yeah, especially because of Simi. Simi. So I was just like, I'm like, y'all don't think he attractive? Y'all really telling me that y'all... I don't know mm-hmm. that whole thing, and we don't we can't talk about it because we don't have the time. But that whole thing just reached white supremacy to me because those people that they say were more that people want to go see look very closely related to white folks, very pale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't very 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 European center centric features, and um, I don't know if that's from work they've gotten done to them or they just naturally look that way, but. That it wasn't going to do well in China because of who had they had leading, so mm-hmm. which is interesting well, because that's why I think Marvel, Miss Marvel, probably will do better because that boy they got coming in that looks all cute in the face, all soft features. Mm-hmm. But anyways, well, I guess, but whatever. Well, blurs again next week. Um, but <laughs> what? Empire Strikes Back, yes. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. I was going to say the Return of the Empire. Empire Strikes Back. Hopefully, some type of Marvel content. Or not. Oh, and I did watch the Justice League. Uh, I mean, Injustice movie that, oh, that we talked about last week. I watched it. Mm-hmm. On the dark, dark web. Yeah, I don't know when it's expected to get on HBO Max, so I'm sure it's going to be going. But um, did you like it? Oh yeah, it was decent. Um, they better. Mm. But because um, honestly, I think I was kind of comparing it too much to the video game adaptation of it. Because the video game, the story was to me a lot better than what this movie showed. Mm-hmm. But basically, it is what I was saying. Where it's not in the alternate universe. It's basically this is what's happening in today's time. Where okay. um, Lois Lane is killed. Superman kind of loses it. He kills the Joker, and then he kind of decides he's going to take justice in his own hands to eliminate any type of threats that could be killing the ancient people. And it just kind of escalates from there. Um, Damien gets caught up in something. Um, I will say this. It was not Damien's fault. Okay. But he's still it bad. It's not him. his fault, but cause it was definitely a mistake. It was a mistake. I mean, it kind of is his fault that he decided he was going to be on that side of things. Mm. But because on his side, he understood why Superman was doing what he was doing. Because in his mind, he's like, if we can eliminate the people who are doing these things, why not do that? Why are we still doing stuff like arresting them, putting them in prison only for them to break out and do the same thing and kill other people? We can stop that. So that was his mindset, why he sided with it. Okay. He made him. He had a mistake. In a big fight, someone important did not make it after what happened with him happened. Um, yeah. And they made sure you saw what happened. It was very like, I'm going to replay it. It was nothing bloody, though. Okay. That's the interesting part. It was kind of like he was fighting um, Nightwing. Uh, they were going back and forth. And they were fighting. And in the. And in the middle of the fight, this is like they're fighting. It's both sides, kind of like Civil War, where mm-hmm. Superman and the people that believe in what he's doing on this side, Batman and other people on this side, right. they're fighting. And in the middle of the fight, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it caused 
Nightwing's, um, you know, he has the two staffs or whatever that he can make into one big one. Mm-hmm. One of them hit basically the side of his head. Oh, wow. Like literally like that part right here, that little soft part. Mm-hmm. And it hit it hard enough that it killed him. <gasps> right. And when that hit, it was like you see it happen and then they replayed it slowly and zoomed in so you can see what actually happened. <laughs> and then you just see Damien's reaction because, okay, one. They might not have been on the same side, but he would have never tried to kill him. Right. They he he out of all the people there, I think he respected him the most mm-hmm. of a lot of them because he really didn't respect his dad at that point. But Nightwing was one of the only people who actually seemed to try to relate and understand him. So he took what happened pretty hard. Good. No, I'm joking. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. But when it happened, it was like, whoo. It's not as bloody as you we've seen in some of the other films. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really saw much blood at all. Um, I think it's actually part of a different. It's a part of the whole DC animated universe thing, but it's not a part of that same type of storyline that we had seen where things were pretty gruesome at times. Mm-hmm. But it's decent. Um, the ending was corny. The ending was very. Oh, your mama's Martha? Well, my mama's Martha's name. Her name is Martha, too. Let's be friends kind of thing. Oh, Lord. It was like, instead of that, it was someone brought a Lois Lane from a different universe to get her to talk to him so they know he was still hurting from his. And Mm -hmm. if he was going to listen to anybody, he would listen to her. And that version was because the thing that made the whole thing bad is not that she died. It was that she died and she was pregnant with his child. Gross. So it was like a a one, two punch. Like not only are you dying, but my kid is gone too. And it's your fault. Like he didn't even hesitate when he saw Joker literally punched him straight through the chest. (laughs) So, but yeah. All right, Blurs. That is all for this week. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.